Fans of the Sean Geek Podcast, this is the Core Geek talking at you. Did you know that the Sean Geek Podcast has merch available? That's right. Head on over to seanmcginnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. You'll be taken to the Sean Geek Podcast store on TeePublic, where you can find the Sean Geek Podcast logo on t-shirts, totes, masks, and more. And best of all, a portion of the sales goes to help support the podcast and allow Sean and Todd to keep bringing great content your way. Once again, go to seanmcginnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. And while you're there, don't forget to download the latest episode. This meeting is being recorded. <laughs> okay welcome to the sean geek and fast Fred podcast with uh, me your host sean geek todd's taking the day off he is doing some family stuff today but today we are going to be speaking to author buddy game game dude uh chadwick ginther say hello sir hey sean thanks for having me back yeah, this is, uh, I, I was going through our, our history to see how many times you'd been on. You've been on twice, but each of those episodes were long, so they ended up being two-parters. So officially, you've been on four times. Oh, all right. So that's pretty cool. This so, is pretty cool. Yeah. So um, the reason, well, the reason we're, we're having you on today is I want, I, I, I kind of made a commitment before you got anything new coming out, let me know. We'll promote it on the show for sure. Um, and uh, you got something to promote. So let's, uh, let's talk about the, the new release. Oh, thanks. Yeah, uh, I've got a new short story collection set in the world of my Thunder Road trilogy universe called When the Sky Comes Looking for You. So it's uh, 10 stories uh three original to this collection seven have been have been previously published but uh 10 stories to celebrate the 10th anniversary of my first novel's publication so that's uh, 10 years since thunder road came out so was that was that 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 timing of it was that intentional or did it just work out that way uh it was a little of both um i wanted to do something to mark the 10th anniversary and so uh some some at some point in 2020 i realized that it's like we were two years out from uh from the 10th anniversary of thunder road uh being published and i know how i know how slow publishing can be like basically you need it like you need a, like a year and a half minimum lead time for a book yeah, sure and so uh i just pitched the publisher and i i said uh hey i've been you know i've been writing thunder road short stories for the last you know eight years and I realized I'd published almost a book's worth at that point. Like it was somewhere between 40 and 50,000 words oh, wow. of, okay, yeah. of stories. And so I'm like, would you be interested in, in doing a collection to mark the 10th anniversary? And they were interested. And so, so is this uh, the I, same, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Is this the same publisher as the first three? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ravenstone books right. uh, in, in imprint to Turnstone Press. They're based here in Winnipeg. And, uh, and so yeah, I asked if they, if they were interested, they said they were interested, send us what you have. And, uh, I had, I've never, you know, I published short stories, but I've never collected them before really like in a, in a full book. So, um, like, I don't know how to, <laughs> I don't know how to do a collection. So I just, I just organized them in chronological order. Oh, nice. Uh, okay. To the publisher, I'm like, so this, you know, chronologically, this happens first, and then this one, and then this one, and then I was one. wondering about that. Okay, so, so what, that's when, not that's not the final, the final layout, of course. But that was, I'm like, I'll just, I'll tell them, I'm like, I put these in chronological order for you, and uh, you know, we'll we'll go from there. Let me know if you if you think anything is missing, or you want to see more of a character, and then I also gave them a breakdown of like. The, the, this is the dozen or so stories that I have outlines for, or you know, some material for. And some some of them were approaching being done. Some of them I had written like the first five pages. Right. You know, like I had an idea, wrote that down so I didn't lose it, and then never went back to it. 
Uh, others were just like, I'd like to do a story, you know, about this concept, right? And uh, and so uh, just like, here's, you know, here's 12 other stories that we could potentially uh, include and let me know if you see any, you know, think of any gaps or whatever. And then, uh, you know, eventually they're like, yeah, let's move forward. And uh, they liked a lot of what they saw and, and, uh, and uh, I got to work on, on doing some of the new stories. So they picked the additional, you said additional three stories, right? Yeah, uh, they they didn't pick them necessarily, but they kind of said, oh, you know, you've already got a couple of giant stories that you published. Maybe we should avoid another story that specifically is about giants. Oh, okay, gotcha. Right? Yeah. And that's kind of like, you know, that's kind of a, you know, the, there's a, a funny t-shirt I saw years ago called the Norse Mythology Flowchart. Uh, and it's, and it's like, uh, it's like crisis and it's like, did, did Loki do it? No. Did the giants do it? <laughs> and it's, and it, and it, and it all like circles back to like, if Loki didn't do it, if Loki did it, make Loki fix it. If the giants did it, make Loki fix it. <laughs> it's like hilarious to me. Um, but they're like, yeah, you've already got a couple of giant stories. Um, you know, let's let's work on something else. And it's like Loki had appeared in a couple of the stories. Ted had appeared in a couple of the stories. Ted Callan is the protagonist of my of my uh, trilogy for for those who haven't read it. Uh, and the trickster god Loki is a is one of the main characters. And so both of them had appeared in some of the stories. And uh, I realized that I didn't have a story with the other main character, who is Tilda, uh, yes. one of the one of the three Norns. And so I knew I wanted to do. I wanted to do a story from her point of view. Absolutely, um, yeah. She's it would, definitely a standout character for sure. Yeah, and it would, it, would, it would it would feel like something was missing in the collection if you know Ted appeared in it and Loki appeared in it, but it she did. That, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? So, so that was that was something I knew I had to do. Um, and then uh, there was yeah, there was uh, one of one of my favorite things to do when I, when I write Thunder Road stories is, uh, and I haven't had a chance to pull it off a lot is I like writing Ted from other people's point of view because the novels are all from his point of view. Yeah, sure. And so I like seeing ordinary people or even the, like, you know, what would otherwise be considered a monster having to view the, this heroic character who would be kind of terrifying because, you know, he's got superpowers, right? Like he's super <laughs> strong. He controls the weather, you know, like, yeah, like all all this stuff. Like he would he would be an absolutely terrifying person to run into if all you wanted to do was get through a shorthand shift when you're a waitress, right? Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want him rolling in to to your workplace. Right? Like that's gonna be a bad night. I like that idea though. That's because it's so you're getting his his I guess layman's uh, version of of magic and stuff because he's kind of you know he's just. Uh, he's just a dude really who yeah. gets these magic powers so getting his perspective is interesting but to to see the the magical side of of things too like them looking at this guy like who's like i, I haven't read any of the short stories i purposely waited because i knew there would, i knew there'd be a collection at some point but i think it'd be interesting just to see like some magical person looking at this guy going who the hell is this and then holy shit you know yeah yeah and, and, and that's, that's one of the, the aspects of the, of the universe that I love to write is him from the point of view of other characters now, because it's, you know, I've written a lot of words from his point oh, of view. Oh yeah, sure. And that was another one of the reasons why I didn't want to have a lot of stories from his point of view, but I wanted to have at least one. Yeah, sure. Um, because, you know, every, you know, if somebody is reading this series or if somebody's reading this, this collection, it's probably because they've read the, they've read the Thunder Road trilogy. And so if, if they've invested that much, they enjoy Ted as a character. Well, the night's busted open. These two lanes can take us anywhere. We got one last chance to make it real. We're trading these wings on some wheels. Hey, climbing back. Heaven's waiting down on. Take my hand, we're driving out tonight.
night to case the promised land. Oh, 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 oh thunder road, oh thunder road, thunder road. It's lying out there like a killer in the sun. And I know it's late, but we can make it if we run. And oh, oh, oh thunder road, sit tight. So, so here's a good question is what if someone, this is the first book they buy, is that going to absolutely, absolutely new reader friendly because, um, every single, every one of the stories has a different narrator. And right. so you all, you will be experiencing those characters for the first time, you know, and, and all of those stories were, written even the ones that were the one the ones that were written specifically for the for the collection have a little bit more i would say deeper cuts okay uh they 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 riff off of elements of the books maybe a little bit more um but also all of them come later in the book so you'll be you'll be exposed like you know you'll you know you'll you'll know how the thunder road universe kind of works by then Okay, that's good. Uh, so, th so then it gives them a good launch off point to, to go back to the original trilogy and go, okay, what, think, is, what is it? I think it? so, yeah. Like, good. I mean, there there may be some spoil. If you read the collection first, there may be some spoilers right. uh, for, you know, what happens to Ted, right? Like, you know, when you read, when you read the first book, uh, you know, like he's figuring it out along with the reader, right? Yeah, And true. so if you read this collection, some of those elements... I don't think they'll be spoiled, but you'll you'll know them going into them. You'll know some of those beats going into them. Um, but I think it's absolutely new, new reader friendly because Excellent. again, a bunch of a bunch of new narrators that readers of the trilogy haven't been exposed to, and all of these stories were specifically written, um, thinking like you know this is appearing in an anthology. I can't guarantee that, you know whoever picks up this anthology has read the trilogy. You know, yeah. when, when I was writing Tombstone Blues, the second book in the trilogy and Too Far Gone, the, third, the final book in the trilogy, like I could reasonably assume that most of the readers would have started with book one. <laughs> yeah, you have to assume that. Yeah, and, and, and Tombstone Blues, I still wrote to be new reader friendly. Uh, for Too Far Gone, I'm like, you kind of... If you're if you're here, you need the other book. The sweet pretty things on bed now, of course. The city fathers they're trying to endorse. The reincarnation of Paul Revere's horse, but the town has no need to be nervous. The ghost of Bell Star, she hands down her wits. To Jezebel and Nun, she violently knits. A bald wig for Jack the Ripper, who sits at the head of the Chamber of Commerce. Mama's in a factory, she ain't got no shoes. Daddy's in the alley, he's looking for food. I'm in the kitchen where the tombstone blues. I, I did. I did write. Uh, I think Tombstone Blues from the point of view of uh, less a middle book in a trilogy and more like kind of more more in the vein of like a like a Jim Butcher novel or the Patricia okay. Briggs, uh, yeah. like, okay. you know, Mercy Tom, uh, Thompson, like the those uh, ongoing urban fantasy series, right? Yeah. Where you can jump, you know, kind of introduce the characters and. And uh, I did a little bit less of that with the third book, but yeah, no, I wanted this to, to be new reader friendly. So now what I'm happens, excited. what happens to the original trilogy? I know it was, was it out of print at some point? Uh, no, okay. the original trilogy is still in print, still okay. available. Excellent. Good. Excellent. Because, uh, you know, people are going to want to read it, right? So hopefully, yeah. so uh, where do we, um, how do we get our hands on a copy? of the original trilogy because after they go to the book launch and maybe they buy this as their first book 
where where do they go to uh, to pick up the the original trilogy? Yeah, well, I mean, if you're if you're in Winnipeg, uh, McNally Robinson Booksellers has always supported my work. Uh, they almost always have uh, the Thunder Road trilogy on the shelf. Um, uh, should be available to order at any chapters Indigo, even if it's not uh, um, not on the shelf. Um, off, I mean, the way book selling works. Often, when a new book in a series comes out, they will, you know, they will bring back yep. uh, earlier books in the series. So hopefully, that that will have happened, and you'll see uh, uh, see extra copies of the of the trilogy kicking around on shelves. Um, but you know, any uh, any indie bookseller should be able to to special order it for you. Um, they're available through Amazon. They're available directly from my publisher. Uh, if you just go to uh, uh, so it's uh, Turnstone Press. Turnstone Press. Yeah, dot com. Looking at our authors. So uh, they'll have uh, they'll have uh, links to uh, the entire trilogy. Alphabetical by last. And it'll if you uh, if you want to click through, it'll be uh, on the Ravenstone tab because I'm in the Ravenstone uh, imprint, which is more of their genre related work, their fantasy and mysteries and. Uh, crime novels well here we go so it's turnstonepress.com forward slash authors forward slash chadwick dash or hyphen hyphen ginther there it is there's that wonderful man there i've got a i've got a new keyboard and i'm learning the uh, the uh weird little differences from the the keyboard i've been using for the last 15 years so i may have I may have well, you've been using the same keyboard for 15 years. I just actually, yeah. you know what? Same thing here. I actually just uh, swapped out uh, about a month ago. I, I've actually I've ordered an adapter so that it will work with my new desktop because I I can't type on this new this new keyboard. It's garbage. <laughs> so wait, so it's an old it's the old plug-in, not yeah, the, the old USB with the pins. Yeah, oh so I, I've got it. Like half of half of the letters, you can't you can't see what they say anymore because I'm, yep. I'm a touch typist, so it doesn't matter. But but you wrote I wrote on that keyboard every word I've published. I've written on that keyboard pretty much. Oh yeah, you can't give it up. No, no, it's I, yeah, my, I I'm, gonna, I'm gonna ride that keyboard till it till it dies. And they, mine's they my uh, mine's my pop's uh, old keyboards. He's not a, he's not with us anymore. So I kind of like when I'm writing, I kind of like writing on that keyboard because we're just kind of channeling because he was always like, write your stories, do your, you know, do your work, do your recording, all that sort of stuff. So it's kind of like, that's my, my touchstone to the, to the old guy. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And I, yeah. it's, I, I like those old keyboards. They just have a better, for me, they have a better action. I like the, I like the movement more, more, of the keys. Yeah. Right. And, and uh, is it noisy like mine? Yeah. It's got a, it's got yeah. a, it's got a little like, bit of clickback. And, uh, and that's, I don't know, it's, it kind of helps get me into the, into the zone. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm ordering an adapter so that I can continue to use it. And I figure when it, when it finally dies, I'm probably going to have to like spend a ridiculous amount of money to, to buy like a gamer's keyboard or something so that I get the typing feel that I want. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that tackety tack. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I thought I was the only one that enjoyed no. that. No. Cause uh, I noticed when I'm at a meeting with work, cause I work from home and when I'm in a meeting and I'm like, Oh, hang on a second. I'll search this up. And I'm in a zoom meeting with them. Right. And they're like, what the hell are you typing on? You <laughs> <laughs> can hear it in the meeting. It's like, what? This is what a keyboard supposed to sound like. They update your fucking keyboard, yeah. buddy. Yeah. No, I, uh, I forget where uh where i was and it had a similar it was uh, i was on a similar keyboard uh but not at home and i was trying to get i was writing an email or something and a stranger came up to me and said you were a very aggressive typist <laughs> uh, what are you mad about <laughs> i'm like not mad <laughs> passionate that's a passionate right now i'm trying to do this fast <laughs> Oh man, that's great. Um, um, I, I also want to touch on. Um, you haven't just done Thunder Road. You've also got Graveyard Mind out there, and I just I wanted to see if there was an update on Graveyard Mind because I thought uh, Graveyard Mind is currently out of print. It was yeah for uh, for new listeners, I guess it's uh, it's first book in a ongoing urban fantasy series. Um, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, there was. Uh, uh, disagreement with the, the publisher on that and I got my 
I got my rights back to that book. So I'm, I am looking for a new home for it. I would like to continue the series. I've got 70,000, 75,000 words invested in the second book in the series. Oh, excellent. Okay. Um, I have the third book uh, outlined, basically. I I know what... It, the third book would probably would probably finish off the protagonist's story. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, if the things work out, I would continue writing in that world from with another character's right. uh, point of view. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's very rich. Like, I, I find there's so much going on and then you, you, your story is very like you know it's very insular to to yeah. that character but yeah, you're getting very personal story everything else. and there's yeah, yeah. So the second book brings in more of the the broader world and mythology of uh of my you know secret cabal of necromancers who are yes, uh, yes. who are running everything um so yeah i'd like to get back to that i mean we'll we'll see what happens if i can't if I can't find a new home for the series, then I might, uh, I mean, one of my, one of my goals for, for that, that series was to, I wanted to make a role-playing game for it. So, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my, pretty obvious. Yeah, <laughs> As I'm reading, uh, like, yep. Yep. Yeah. And so I might, I might just do it that way. Uh, I might pair it, uh, you know, like do it as a, like a free ebook, uh, available with, you know, with the RPG or right? yeah. something like that. Um, oh, man, that'd be yeah, I, I, I've been I've been sort of investigating uh, a few a few you know modes of that whether whether I want to do in a, a wholly original system, which is my maybe my preference, um, but I've also been playing with uh, uh, ever since I ran a, a one shot of um, uh, Monster of the Week for my uh, yep. my gaming group. It's a powered by the apocalypse game. It really evokes like supernatural Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it, it felt awesome. I actually ran that one shot set in the world of Graveyard Mine just to try out how that would feel. And so uh, I might uh, I might use the Powered uh, by the Apocalypse engine um, and just create custom playbooks. Uh, yep. Or, you know, or I'll come up with a, with a wholly, uh, wholly unique system that is meant, you know, just for for that game. Um but yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to get back to that world. There are some short stories available set in the world. Uh, they're okay. different characters, different tact. Um, uh, most of them feature uh, a character like a pulp adventurer, kind of like the Shadow, uh, called Midnight Man. Oh, oh, nice. Uh, and so it, it, it's somebody who lost his family to necromancers, and to deal with it, he goes full on Batman. And uh, and so like he uses their gadgets against them, and he goes out hunting oh, undead and hunting necromancers. And so I've got a, I've got uh, uh, three Midnight Man stories published, and then I've got one Graveyard Mine story uh, published uh, um, from the point of view of a the character Frank, who is a composite man, essentially yes. a Frankenstein's monster um, made up of uh, made up of a bunch of dead soldiers. Um, and so, yeah, it's a, a story told from from his point of view, basically when he's uh, he's watching the city for his. Well, oh, nice. Well, okay. uh, winter the the main necromancer is is away doing business. And uh, in terms of the gaming, the gaming world, uh, Savage Worlds might uh, might offer some something for you, because right now, like what I'm doing is I'm plotting my my second book, and. The, the way the way I'm doing this series, which is different than anything else I've written before, is I'm actually I'm play testing potential scenario that's going to happen at the end of book two, and I'm I'm using Savage Worlds because it's the only thing that that works with with the style of the book that I'm writing, but I'm play testing to see what the characters would do in this world just to get a better perspective from from writing perspective. Okay, what are we What are we gonna What would people do? How would people react to make sure I'm getting the reactions? I don't know a bit more accurate i guess and savage worlds man it's just it's it's doing it for me it's 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 more storytelling based so you can you don't have to like ah, i can't find a rule to make this work or i can't find a rule to make that work in, in that system you doesn't matter it really doesn't matter it's more storytelling yeah i've only played savage world a couple of times uh mo most recently uh i played in um uh, it was a uh 
Savage Pathfinder or Pathfinder for Savage World. Oh, the Pathfinder one, yep. yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. Um, it was uh, the uh, the GM actually modified uh, one of my old uh, Pathfinder 2 uh, characters uh, into, okay. into Savage Worlds just so he's... I was kind of dropping in for a for a one shot, uh, okay. into a more of an ongoing game, and so he's just like, "Well, I'll give you a character that you already have played a bunch and 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 know," because I I played in uh, in one of his Pathfinder two games for a while, and so he just transferred that character over, and I had a lot of fun uh, with Savage Worlds, and um, one of my uh, one of my friends keeps uh, promising slash threatening to run a, a Dead World. Uh, oh. Yeah, Dead World's campaign, and that would be uh, he. He would be using the you know, Savage Worlds kind of spun out of that. Uh, yes. Anyway. anyway. Uh, yeah. So I um, uh, would love to uh, love to get back to that system, but yeah, I haven't. You can. I mean, you can do anything with Savage Worlds, right? Like it's it's a universal that's thing, system, yeah. right? That's they've the got thing, yeah. you know they've got superhero rules, they've got fantasy rules, they've got sci-fi rules. That's right. You can do pretty much anything you want with it, and you can blend yeah. more than one style. That's yeah. what I like about it. Yeah, because what I'm I'm blending horror, post-apocalyptic, and fantasy, because that's the kind of the setting that we're in. So it, I'm using rules from you know three different modules, but they all easily you just take one take the other and then it, it works it's it's very adaptable it's probably the most adaptable system i've played so anyway just just a recommendation worth, worth digging into i think yeah i've got the uh somewhere on my shelf i've got the uh uh the new savage world uh core rules of adventurers edition i think it's yep adventures edition um and i think uh what did i pick i picked up the uh, I've got the superpowers companion and then oh, uh, you do but, have it. Yeah, I have that. And then a, a buddy gave me, uh, he had an extra copy of the, uh, rifts for savage worlds. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, rifts is also like a kitchen sink full of everything like horror, sci-fi and fantasy. Yep. Right. So, yep, apocalyptic. um, so there's, there's tons of stuff in, uh, in rifts that you could, you know, homebrew into, into another thing. But, uh, yeah, no, it's a cool, it's a cool system. I really, I really, uh, I really dig it. I just feel like I haven't played it enough to try and design for it yet. Yeah, um, that, that it's it's hard designing. I had a hard time designing with it, but because I can literally do anything I want. Right. Like, there's no trying to shoehorn something to to fit something. It's just, you know, design your world, and then the rules are just open. Like they're 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 pretty open. I don't know. It's 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 pretty awesome, and there's enough um, there's enough stuff in it that it's just I don't know. Take it takes care of itself. Like, just worry about your story. The rules are are there already for you. So, I don't know. From a writer's perspective, it's a lot more liberating. I don't have to worry about all the rules. Shit. Yeah. yeah, for uh, for for like the world building side, like I don't know if you're familiar with the microscope game, but I. No. I love it. Uh, it. Basically, it's a world-building game. You uh, you you can build a fictional history for your world, right? And it's it's. I think it's it. I I use it more as a writing tool, and uh, you know, when me and a me and a buddy are kind of co-designing uh, settings, I just I just pulled it open here. Yeah. <laughs> so um, at the same time. you know, we use it uh, we use it to together but i mean like i played it just as a game and i've used it as like a writing tool and a a world building tool for uh, for other rpgs um my friend uh uh, claire marshall uh who's a a writer has a youtube series where she is building um a serial fantasy novel she's Mm -hmm. building the history of it online on youtube uh using microscope and other like other solo and journaling RPGs. Um, okay, it's it's pretty. It's a it's a fun series. It's neat to see how she does it. Like she'll use like tarot cards and oracle dice, and and other things as uh, as her randomizers. And I'm pulling then, this up too. So yeah, I like, sure. uh, I Claire, Claire's a Claire's an awesome author, and uh, and I've really been enjoying her seeing how seeing how she like you know I I played microscope with Claire and we had a lot of fun, um, but. Uh, 
yeah, it's neat to see how she has adapted it for her writing needs versus uh, how, how I've used it for for mine. And uh, it's definitely, uh, I, I think it's something that pretty much any gamer or any writer could find uh, some use for. Oh, there we go. Clarice Marshall. <laughs> it's trying to pull me up with LA-based makeup artist turned beauty and lifestyle vlogger. I'm like, that doesn't no. sound right. That doesn't sound right at all. Here we go. Awesome. Oh, man, this is good. Okay. Damn it. Now I get a rabbit hole to go down. <laughs> Damn you, Dadwick. Damn you. They're, 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 very, they're very entertaining, uh, the videos. So. Oh, man. Cool. Okay. Oh, that's, okay. I'm going to make sure I, uh, I, I, I link this in the episode notes. So. Cool. That'll, that'll be cool. Um, so what about this event on, uh, was it on the 19th, which is what, Wednesday, I believe? Wednesday the 19th. What, um, yeah, so... You were you said it's a hybrid launch. Could you want to maybe explain what a hybrid launch is for those not yeah. in the know? Okay, so I'm uh, I'm going to be at McNally Robinson Booksellers uh, in Winnipeg uh, in person. Uh, I'll be doing uh, a uh, a short reading from uh, from one of the stories in the collection, and then I'll be in conversation with uh, uh, Dan Badabonker, uh, who is one of the uh, organizers for uh, our local convention FanQuest. Um, mm -hmm. So Dan will be there chatting with me and then we'll have a Q&A. The hybrid part of the launch is that uh, the reading and the Q&A are going to be streamed live uh, on McNally Robinson's YouTube channel. So uh, you can, uh, you know, if you can't make it uh, in person, you can uh, you can drop a question uh, into the live chat um, and, uh, you know, maybe I'll have an opportunity to answer that for you. It'll also be archived on their webpage. So, uh, you know, if... Uh, Wednesday night is your is your game night and you can't miss it then uh, you can you can always tune in later um, and uh, and watch the uh, watch the event uh, on YouTube nice that's good we're here the mist thickened a black spot as if Nithhogger lurked unseen the black road became a hungry maw something was there old familiar. Beyond a fence of snakes, a mockery of Nornheim or an homage to hell, the hall undulated, moving closer to her as if it were alive. It wasn't. Nothing here was. Kilda had chased hell serpents out of Niflheim, but apparently they hadn't died in the mists. The Mara had claimed them for her new realm. She'd rebuilt hell's hall, woven from snakes and dripping with venom. The only thing lacking from the replica was a rooster on the roof. No cock to crow another world's ending here. Wordlessly, Aaron and Loki strode toward the hall. Its doors were gone, if there ever had been any. The Mara would want to encourage intruders. Aaron used her axe as a shield, sheltering under the blade as the serpents above the door hissed. Loki scrambled onto her back and hid in the axe's shadow. Venom fell like rain spattering over her axe's blade, but it didn't touch them. Inside, broken dead lingered, barely any substance left to them. Beyond, stacked bones were piled like retaining walls and impaled bodies had turned to bone. Bodies stolen from Nithhogger's barrow or dead heroes who tried to beard the Mara in her lair, Aaron wasn't sure. Torches lined the walls. Their flickering light did little to dispel the darkness. They only accentuated it. Aaron's eyes were drawn away from the darkness as if there was something there she didn't want to see. She ground her teeth, focused, turned her head back. At the end of the hall, on a throne carved from Yggdrasil's charred roots, sat the Mara. Her dirty cracked nails dripped blood. Matted gray hair hung past her waist parting over a belly bloated with gobbled fears, her body gaunt, yet unnaturally strong. Erin knew her grip well, feral eyes, sweat slicked and greasy. She had a corruption you could feel, fouler than hell, but different. Fear, death, for her they were one. The Mara glided forward, toenails barely touching the floor, and yet they were thunder. I've missed you. 
She hissed in Aaron's face, drawing up the words until Aaron wanted to scream. Such delicious fears you have. Yeah, not everybody, not everyone's comfortable making it out to events like this anymore, right? Like the, the world has changed, so I'm glad you're doing it that way. It's kind of, I don't know, it's kind yeah. of important. I, I, I think it, I think it is, uh, make it's, uh, it makes it accessible, uh, you know, for, for a lot more people. Uh, I'm, you know, I'd be lying if I said I was a hundred percent comfortable. Like, yeah, I haven't done, I haven't done yeah. an in-person event now in three years. Yeah. So that's, uh, you know, that's going to be, you know, that's going to be a big step. Uh, I, I chose not to go on tour, uh, for this one. Um, yeah partially you know because of you know ongoing ongoing health concerns with the with the pandemic and you know just every time i duck into twitter it seems like somebody is yelling at at their airline and it just seems like well, i couldn't deal with that right oh. now i uh just you know it seems like uh that is not you know tr air travel is not back to normal yet no matter oh. we took a trick not trip not too long ago and it was it was a nightmare I, uh, I, we went to Edmonton and I'm like, we should have just driven, you know, as for as inconvenient as driving is it's, it was in the end, it probably would have taken less time and been, you know, easier to do. Oh yeah. Like if you, but, but yeah, the set, you know, that's whenever I do, uh, whenever I've done, uh, events in Alberta and I'm in Calgary and then Edmonton, I just, I take the, uh, the red arrow bus between them because it's yeah. like, by the time I would get to either airport, get through security, you know, yep. or like an hour long flight, I may as well just drive and like I can, and then I can work, you know, I'm on that. Yep. If I'm on that, it's a really like comfortable bus, and, you know, and like I can work, I can watch a movie, you know, yep. chill out. And honestly, like how much time, you, like in the, in the end, I would maybe save like half an hour by flying. Once you, once you talk yeah. you know, security gate to getting luggage, it, doesn't really save you very much time yeah exactly um uh, so so this is on wednesday the start time is 7 p.m local i believe yeah 7 p.m i guess that's central time central time yep well we i mean come on we're the center of the universe here let's let's be honest <laughs> where the great plains begin at the hundredth meridian at the hundredth meridian where the great plains begin it ain't it ain't Toronto. It's it's Winnipeg. Let's let's be honest. Uh, I'm gonna make it out. Uh, I have I don't do a lot of events, so this is kind of a, an exception to the rule for me. So I'm coming out to this one for sure. I appreciate you coming out. Um, I might be dragging on someone you know. He's still tentative. He might actually have a work thing going on. Um, but if he doesn't, I'm gonna drag him along. An old buddy of yours. And um, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. I'm excited to just go out and do something. Yeah, I work from home. I, I don't go out and do anything. I don't know. It's going to be exciting, though. But now, oh, so so here's the problem. Every time I read your books, it starts spawning off these idea, these gaming ideas for me every time. <laughs> so, well, think, it, so your next book you release, can you make something that's really boring and uninteresting? Wow. So <laughs> don't go down the rabbit hole. You know, I, it, it, it's probably it's probably a nature of, of who I am as, as a writer and a person is like, I've been, a, I was a gamer before I was a writer. Yeah. And oh, yeah. So like, I feel like that is just, that's in my, that'll be in my, my bones and my DNA of, you know, like putting hooks out there for later or right. Like, yeah. and, and, uh, and, and, you know, see what, see what bites and, and, you know, what, uh, not that, you know, like, not that I'm expecting, you know, a reader to be like, oh, what's this thing, right? But like, I do it for myself, um, yeah. you know, yeah. and whether it becomes a Thunder Road thing, like there was a, there was a, a one-off line where somebody offered Ted whatever he wanted, and he said he wanted to hear Back in Black sung by, sung by Bon Scott. And then I, yeah. 
yeah. And I later wrote a story about an obsessive collector looking for like that impossible <laughs> bootleg, right? And and like that was just a thing I put out there in the moment, and it became wholly its own short story. And 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 I do that. That's awesome. I do that all the time. So it's 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 probably not something I can control or stop. So no, no, exactly. Um, I'm actually going to be borrowing something from the thunder road trilogy in the upcoming game i have this coming saturday <clears throat> they are traveling to the oil patch but it's what happened i, I don't want to spoil anything in the books for those that haven't read the books but i'm just going to say something happens in the oil patch that kind of gets everything rolling in the stories so the story i'm telling you is what happened to the oil patch afterwards after the event so i i don't want to say anything more than that because there's some players in the game that are actually that listen to the show i don't want to spoil what's going to happen but just to say don't the oil patch i don't know i don't know if it's a good idea to go but it's going to tell a hell of a story i don't know if ted's going to show up i don't i, I can't i can't predict if ted's going to show up or not but i do have a, a character created I'd be, for I'd be interested in seeing uh and seeing his savage world stats uh, I, ha I have statted him out in uh, in a variety of games. I've, oh, I'm uh, sure you have. Yeah, of course you have. Uh, yeah, somewhere there's a there's a uh, old TSR Marvel Superheroes <laughs> phase rip version of Ted. Oh yeah, uh, man. yeah, excellent. I've I've, uh, I've statted him out if he was an Amberite for the Amber Diceless role playing game. <laughs> <laughs> can't can't help it. Oh god, can't help it. Hey, so okay, so I'm just gonna fan. I'm gonna do a fan cast right now. So, we had a we had a tease of a potential comic book for Thunder Road. Like there was some art. We we saw some artwork go around. There was a you know a, a, a someone drew Ted Callen. Yeah. So, if I was fan casting a Thunder Road comic book series, it would be written by you, of course. But it would be Gregory Kamichuk drawing it. His art style, Thunder Road's, you know, visual, like the, the the writing is very visual. Those two meshed together would make an awesome uh trade paperback. I you know, I've only I've only worked with Gregory once. Uh he illustrated a, a three-page uh uh Midnight Man comic for me. And uh that worked out that worked out really well. Um we haven't really we haven't really discussed anything uh, anything Thunder Road. Um, Gregory is a very busy man, but uh, I can He's, I can see it. Um, I I see Greg working with Thunder Road more in his color palette and how yeah for yes. me, like how how he deals with with uses yep. color to tell story. I think that would be really interesting. Um, the one of the things that. Uh, um, one of the first comic illustrations actually that I had for, for Thunder Road was done by local artist Scott Henderson, who I didn't even Oh yeah. I didn't even really know Scott well at the time. Um I think we had run into each other at a convention or two, but he picked up Thunder Road on his own and enjoyed it and did fan art. Yeah. And I lost my mind. It was so good. Um and I, I bought the piece off of him. I commissioned him. I've commissioned a piece from Scott from every one of my books. Uh, yep. I, I can't wait for people to see what he's working on for uh, when the sky comes looking for you. Um, my uh, uh, my gaming friend uh, Kevin, who uh, is also known as uh, Dungeon Musings on uh, on Twitter and YouTube, uh, he runs an actual play. Uh, he's done tons of Thunder Road art. Uh, I didn't realize he was doing art. I've actually, you actually turned it on to his He illustrates most of the characters and a lot of the monsters for his own games. Oh, okay. He'll, I didn't, I didn't know that. Okay, you, know, he, you know, he, he uses, uh, uses art, but uh, he absolutely, like he'll draw, if any of his campaigns go on long enough, he draws the, the protagonists for, uh, for his players. Right. He's a fantastic artist. So uh, where, where can we find this art? Where, like, where, where is it? Some of it on, uh, on my, uh, on my website i don't know that it's archived like in one specific uh spot on there but uh uh right now my my facebook avatar is uh a piece of kev is one of kevin's takes on ted um but uh facebook what's that what's that again facebook? What is that? yeah 
um but yeah usually uh, back when i back when i was doing uh, back when i was doing conventions i usually had uh, had prints of some of these pieces available uh for people who bought the bought the books um, oh yeah okay this is yeah this is the artwork i saw before yeah so that is got okay yeah um yeah uh to to the best of my knowledge uh gregory has has not illustrated anything uh thunder road related unless he's unless he's hiding a piece from me um but uh i i, I agree with you he would be he'd be fantastic to uh, i was exactly thinking work. the color palette the way he, he he uses color and he uses uh shadows and and that sort of stuff like the um you know when you're getting lightning strikes and stuff and you're it's all dark and then the lightning strikes hit and the way just the, sh the shadows work like I, I don't know i thought it'd be cool yeah no i uh no, I agree with you. I think uh, I like I like Greg's work. I, I've got a lot of. Uh, uh, I, I was just recording on uh, on his Super Pulp Science. Uh, yes. Podcast, uh, a few days ago, that one I just went live. But uh, I I left the studio with his uh, his eye collector uh, comics that. Uh, oh, did you? Nice. Yeah, he uh, he wrote with uh, another uh, uh, local writer, Jonathan Ball. Um, so I'm looking forward to. Uh, to tucking into those and and like, of course his midnight city books were were a lot of fun so i yeah i absolutely think he could pull off uh pull off a thunder road comic uh it's it's weird i don't know that i would want to adapt the novels and like unless like unless an artist said hey i want to take your book and i want to turn it into a graphic novel i'd be interested to see what they did but i don't know that yeah. i would want to that i as the author of the books would want to rescript it if that yep. makes sense Cause it's like, I wrote it to be this thing. And yeah, know, I, I don't know, like uh, it, it would almost have to be a completely different run at the story. Right. As opposed to like, like it would almost, I would if it was more like a, like a movie or TV adaptation where it's yeah. like, yeah, we're taking this, but we're going to make it its own thing. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would hundred, I would hundred percent love to script original stories in the Thunder Road universe uh, for comics. I, I feel oh, like yeah. comics would allow me to pull off what would be one of my favorite Loki gags, which would be to have him uh, just appear as a different person in every panel that he's in, like just never be in the same shape in, in any panel. <laughs> yep. I would love to do that. Uh, that would be fun. But yeah, I, I would, you know. I think it's like, I, I think if someone took your work like that, it'd be like, see, you've gone, you've written the, you've written the work, you've gone through your editor, right? And then you've, you presented the book based on what the editor worked with you on. This is like saying, okay, I've got the book already written. We're going to give it to another editor who has a different style, a different idea. And then it's just like re-editing the book again. Yeah. It, and it, it, it would be right. Like it would be because it would be like, there would be whole scenes that you could cut in a comic yeah. because an artist could, a good artist could convey that in one panel. You know, like what, yep. what I would spend, like, you know, two pages of like kind of monologuing in Ted's head could be done in yes. two panels by the right artist of just yep. how his expression changes. Yeah, right? exactly. And like that sort of that kind of compression. And there'd be different places where you would expand it because you would need to see that physical action. Right. And and see yep. the scope of what was happening. And, and uh, I was kind of thinking about it. And oddly enough, I was thinking about this very thing uh while i was out for a walk uh the other day uh, my wife and i were out for a walk and i was just talking about how it would be done and like you know if i was to just commission an artist you know to do it like even a couple of pages at a time i'm like well i could do you know like you could probably do the prologue in three pages of comic art yeah and it was just yeah. you know like and, and it, you know, like I, I would want, you know, like, you know, the, the big reveal in the prologue, I would like, I would like want that to be its own splash page kind of thing. But like a lot yeah. of the rest of it could be done. You would have to, you would have to script it out. Like you would literally have to take the book and script it out. And I don't know if you've ever done comic scripting before, but it's a completely different format of writing. I, yeah, I, I published uh, four comic short stories um i guess three three short stories and and one kind of full issue um and uh, it is a wholly different it took me um uh, months i don't know if you know uh donovan yachik local no. he's a local comic creator he's uh, i think he's writing captain canuck right now 
Um, oh, cool. Okay. But, uh, but he has this, he has this series called space pig Hamadeus and he was doing an anthology book and he asked if he asked me if I would write a story for him. And, uh, and you're like, uh, yeah, absolutely. Of and, and, you know, cause I, you know, I had started doing comic cons at the time and, um, and I'm like, this would be an awesome way to kind of get my feet wet with figuring out how to script, like having six sure. or eight pages, right? As opposed to trying to figure out how to do a Okay, so I, so I have a question for you. So when you're scripting, uh, the, the, there's different types of scripting. Like there's the Alan Moore model, yeah. which if you have a 22-page comic book, it's probably 35 pages of script. <laughs> and then there's the, uh, like, Kurt Busiek or one of those guys where 22 pages could end up being, 22 pages of comic would might only be three pages typed out like which where 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 are you i would would definitely somewhere in the middle of there i i am comfortable and i think this is probably because i'm a writer and i'm used to having you know as a novelist i'm used to having primary control over what is happening in my story yes and uh, and so i i tend to write full script uh okay I, i don't you know it wouldn't be um like a like a 90 page you know per issue alan moore uh <laughs> um but i would tend to write full script of this is how i see this panel this is how i see this panel this is how i see this panel you know this is the action okay uh this is the dialogue specifically and then uh, and you know kind of like whatever framing i thought like for me to i start and maybe it's because i used to draw uh, I haven't drawn in probably regularly in well over 20 years, but I used to draw, yeah. even if it was just to draw my D&D characters. And so I I would typically start with thumbnails for a panel yeah. of like, okay, this yeah. is sort of how I see it being laid yeah. out. And yeah. then I would script it from those thumbnails. And, you know, I've had artists like who like, I can't make this work or that doesn't work for my style or, you know, yeah if I change this, we can, we can like lose this panel and this panel and have a better page turn. And like, you know, I wholly, you know, uh, you know, kind of bow to their expertise when it comes to that sure. sort of thing. If they, if an artist has a suggestion that will, you know, make something pop, I think, you know, I'm fully game to, to change my script based on that. Uh, I have done the Marvel method once. And that was when I was working with Gregory. And that, oh, was okay. sort of, that was sort of, uh, um, he didn't have a lot of time because he's a busy guy. And we had, we knew we had three pages. And uh, so we came up with a villain together. And I, and, and sort of a rough idea of, you know, Midnight Man in a haunted house and villain. And yep. he, he did the panels and then I scripted over top of it. Okay, cool. Was, and that was, you know, then that was kind of what, you know, what early Marvel days were, where Jack Kirby would deliver a laid out right. comic to Stan Lee, and then Stan Lee would script over top. Yep. And 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 that was a, that was really interesting because I totally had to dial back my writing. Yep. Because I'm like, no, the, I don't need to say that. Greg's panel says that the art is saying that right now. I don't need to yep. monologue that. So it's like what is the bare minimum that needs to be said here or what is the juxtaposition that needs to happen here? What is, you know, what is the narration? How, how is the narration different from the action happening on the panel? Well, then sometimes too, like some of the dialogue that some of the dialogue you're going to have, the artist conveys it with body language in the panel. And you're like, wow, I don't need need to say say that that at all. It's just, yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. All right. We're going to cap it off here. I get, um, I, I, I got I got stuff to do today. It's a Sunday. We're going to do some Halloween stuff with the kids, which is awesome. We're going to do boot the zoo today, which is awesome. Um, where can we find you, Chadwick? Um, you can find me uh, on my website, uh, chadwickinther.com. That's C-H-A-D-W-I-C-K-G-I-N-T-H-E-R. Uh, or at Chadwick Ginther um, on Twitter. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm on Instagram and Facebook, but I'm you know, I'm always on Twitter. So <laughs> if you want to, if you want to interact with me, that's, uh, that's probably the that's uh, best place to find me. Um, but yeah, uh, pretty much anything I'm, anything I'm doing, whether it's events or, uh, you know, book or story news will, will end up on my website. And yeah, you can also read along with what I'm reading all year, uh, where I post about, uh, all the books that I'm, uh, 
that I'm uh, reading and what I think of them. So. But I'm just going to give us the uh, the particulars for the event. The hybrid book launch is on the 19th, 7 p.m. local time, Winnipeg time. So it, that, is it going to be live streamed then at the same time or is it going to be released post? Yeah, it'll be live streamed and then archived post. And is that on a Facebook live stream? Or is that just uh, live streaming from their website? Uh, I think it's the YouTube live stream. Okay. Oh, YouTube live stream. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. No, here we go. Simultaneous YouTube stream with live chat. Awesome. So thanks thanks again for coming again. I don't know. Always got an open door for, for you coming on. Yeah, sometime uh, we'll have to just talk about uh uh like you know what we're watching for uh MCU stuff and uh and oh, God, <laughs> we could do oh man, you know what? That would be good actually some MCU episodes for sure. Yeah, yeah. no, let's do that. Um if you want to jump on with Karen, Karen and I can Todd, Todd doesn't like talking about that stuff because he actually finally watched Guardians of the Galaxy after multiple promptings and he's like wow this is actually really good i'm 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 curious to to uh, get to the episode where, where you and karen uh uh talk about werewolf by night so uh <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, oh, <laughs> i've got oh, so much to say so much to say yeah yeah we're gonna do uh our next next episode with karen is werewolf by night and we're gonna do a full view of she hulk as well oh nice uh, yeah I, I just finished yeah. she hulk really dug it so yeah I'm a John Byrne fan. I was uh, I, I was yelling uh, into the void about wanting uh, wanting Moon Knight to get a show on the off chance I would get a Werewolf by Night cameo, like long before they ever announced Moon Knight. Yep. I was like, I want Werewolf. Same here. By and exactly. I, as, soon as, as soon as Guardians of the Galaxy hit, I'm like, I might get Werewolf by Night. Like if they are doing that mm -hmm. deep a cut, oh, anything yeah. is on the table. Oh, yeah. Anything is on the table, and I can't. I can't believe I got it. <laughs> Still, well, I was. I was. I was predicting Man Thing showing up at some point because they were talking about the, you know, um, uh, with Multiverse of Madness and with yeah, yeah. Spider Man and and all that stuff and and portals to other worlds and stuff. I'm like, who? Man Thing is the guardian of the nexus of realities. And then I'm also in my in my head going, Captain Britain does the same thing in England. Yeah, you know around the lighthouse i'm like we're gonna get captain britain we're gonna I, get men never I, gonna happen <laughs> i i'm still holding out i'm still holding out hope that we get a captain britain yeah oh that's i'll, I'll yeah i'll i'll probably die of a heart and, attack i mean now, I mean, now, that, uh, now that the x-men are on the on the table i could you know we could get a full-on excalibur movie which uh oh, 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 oh. yeah i'd be i'd be in my glory that yeah. that's that would do it for me yeah, that'd do it for me for sure. Okay, well, thanks a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll have you on again. Actually, maybe sooner than sooner than later. Sounds great. Um, we'll do a maybe we'll do a MCU retrospective or something, and well, we'll figure something out. We'll, we'll be chatting. I'll add you in a chat with Karen, and we'll figure perfect format and stuff. Awesome. Thanks again, man. Uh, congrats on the release. I'm glad there's a new new book coming out. Yeah, and uh, figure out that uh, graveyard mine. <laughs> Let's get some we'll get traction on that. If anyone's listening, just do something with this gentleman here. Come on. All right. Thanks a lot, sir.